Welcome to the Femina Podcast with Nancy Wilson. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, a few weeks ago, I spoke about Proverbs 19.11, that it's a glory to overlook an insult or a transgression. And I got a question from one of you listeners, so I thought I would take it up today. And the question was, what if you are in a place where you are regularly criticized? How do you deal with the regular provocation of criticism? So I thought that was a very good question. So in other words, let's say you live with or work with someone with a critical spirit and you just can't do anything right because they find fault with you everywhere, every day, in everything. So I would say that's a difficult spot to be in. And so here are some suggestions on how to proceed if you're in that kind of a situation. Point one, consider first that God has ordained this for your good. So he has put that person with those comments in your life on a daily basis. And so he means for you to grow a good crop of perseverance while you're in this situation. So start by thanking him for the challenging circumstance that you're in. Ask him to teach you and help you to be a faithful Christian while you are suffering under this criticism. And still under point one, but next, consider what it is they're saying. What is the content? Do they criticize you for leaving the towel on the floor every morning? Well, in that case, I suggest you take pains to start hanging it up where it belongs. Do they criticize you for eating with your mouth open? Well, then work on your table manners. In other words, don't automatically dismiss every criticism because you know who it is that's speaking to you, and so you just write off all that they have to say. Don't do that. Consider that there may be some truth in it. Pray about it. Be humble. And you can even tell them that. Well, thank you for mentioning that. I will pray about it and get back to you. Or say, thank you for mentioning that. I will start working harder to not do that or working harder to do that, whichever it is. So be humble and ask the Lord, do I do that? Is this something I should take note of? So consider whether it's true. Pray about whether there's something you can change or something you should change. But if the charge is false, well, then don't acknowledge the truth of it because that would be lying. But if it is true, take ownership and really endeavor to fix it. This is having a meek, teachable spirit, and God will bless you for it. Point two, but what if it is a steady stream of critical remarks about things that you wouldn't fix if you could? Let's say your mother-in-law complains that you have too many kids, or your neighbor says you should get a job and put your kids in daycare, or if your parents criticize your husband to you about how he should find a better job or how he should never have moved you into this apartment, etc. In cases like that, you should cheerfully ignore these comments, even if you agree that your husband should find a better job or find a better apartment. Don't react to the comments, just cheerfully ignore them and say in your heart, here it comes again, Lord, please help it to bounce right off me. It's possible, though, that you should address these things head on. Dad, 
If you want to talk to Joe about looking for another job, I'm happy to put him on the phone. You know, why don't you speak directly to him? Because that will help take some of the fun out of it for them. You might be easier to complain to than your husband is, but your parents or your in-laws or whoever it is wants to complain about your husband to you and just say, you know, I don't want to be the go-between between you and my husband, so I'm just going to hand this off to him. And if you have something to say to him, I think that's where you should go with this. You know, you, you may need to address it. Or with the neighbor like Mrs. Smith. I couldn't be happier making a home for my family. You could not pay me enough money to leave my kids for someone else to raise. There's no way I would ever do that. So please don't feel sorry for me. I'm doing what I love doing. I'm choosing to do this because I love it. I believe it's the right thing. And there's no way I would ever change my mind about it. You know, just go ahead and answer the person. This kind of return comment, if it's delivered cheerfully, it might be a real wet blanket. And it may squelch future comments. But especially say it cheerfully. Say it in a friendly manner. Whatever you do, don't let it get to you. Because if it gets to you, then they've won. Just let it ping off and keep going your way. Again, and that refers to the kind of comments that are just criticisms of good choices you are making. Just let those ping off. Don't let it get you down. Point three. Well, what if the criticism is coming from someone you live with, a roommate or husband? Then this will require more grace. I guess it could be a sibling also. Just someone who you're in daily contact with. If it's a roommate, then you're in a position to consider moving out and moving on, and I would heartily commend that to you. If you've already applied the first two points, you've considered if they have something worthwhile to say, you know, input that you should take to heart and so forth, um, consider moving out. You don't have to live with this person. If this person is a grumpy Gus, if it's a roommate situation, look for a way to move on. If it's your husband, it's a different matter. So remember point one, God has ordained this for your good. Next, check to see if there's any truth in it. And then, you know, if it's something that you can respond to with a roommate and say, you know, you may not realize you're doing this, but, and, you know, just have a real heart-to-heart conversation and say, I think that it might be time for me to move on and get in a different living situation and for you to find someone that you will enjoy being with more. You know, let's just, let's just deal with it straight on. But what if it's your husband? This is a different category. And let's say he's bringing up your weight all the time in an unkind manner. This is just an illustration. But you should definitely ask God for the grace to forgive any unkind comments. And then, I think I would recommend you get going on a diet, honestly. Living on a diet is much easier than living under unrelenting criticism. And it is your husband after all. And you should want to please him and bless him. And so, get to work losing weight to the glory of God and ask God to use it to show your husband how much you love and honor him. Tell your husband you're going to try to lose weight. Ask him for prayer. That's returning good for evil. Because you might say, yeah, but he doesn't do it kindly. He just mutters under his breath about it. Say, okay, well, let's deal with this. Let's return good for evil. Or what if he's constantly criticizing your housekeeping? 
and you know he's right. Well, I would suggest the same process. Of course, say, honey, I am sorry. I get that. And I'm going to try to get help. I have a friend who's going to come over and give me some tips on organization or whatever. But you, you really take it to heart and you don't just blow it off. But what if your husband is just a nitpicker and he wants the cupboards organized in alphabetical order according to his own false standards of perfection? In this case, I would seek pastoral help. And don't fight with your husband about it. Tell your husband you will take his criticism to the pastor and ask for help. And this is dealing with the criticism by ramping things up where they can actually be addressed in an objective manner. But let me tell you, if you go to the pastor, you have to have your own ears open too to receive instruction. Don't just go with ears open for him to land hard on your husband. You know, this is an attempt at reconciliation and the goal is peace. So in conclusion, whatever the level of criticism and whatever the source of it, make sure you don't squander the opportunity to turn a profit on it. God may have given you an ugly patch of ground there, but he's also given you a shovel and some seeds, and he expects you to bring about a harvest. And so look at it with that perspective, commit it to God, and see what good thing he can bring out of it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Blessings on your week. If you enjoyed this episode, check out Nancy's chapter on humility in her book, Virtuous. Audiobook available now on the Canon app.